Welcome back to the Hockey House Podcast presented by Sally Hockey Co. I'm your host, Murph. Joined virtually once again by Glick and Fitz. Maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll do this in person, but kicking off the summer of Hockey House Podcast content here with, you know, episode one of the summer. We'll throw it over to Glick first. Glick, how are you doing? Good. It's been a goddamn while. It's good to be back with the boys. I did cut the flow, though, which just kind of sucks. So we're going to need to have a of sounds for that. It's but, okay. Um, I, feel like, I feel like it's pretty <laughs> good to have. I like having the short hair in the summer. You know, you're not playing hockey yeah. as much, so you don't really need the, the long hair. And then it gives you time to grow it out. So by the time you get back to school, you know, you're you're uh, ready to go. Fitz, how have you been? If you're looking to grow it fast, Glick, I recommend some flaxseed oil. That'll get the hair going quicker. You're all about the supplements. I, didn't I, Fitz, I, I saw your, your TikTok. You had, you had like a Friday vlog and I watched like your daily routine. I was like, Oh my, this kid's got everything. <laughs> yeah. I take about like 40 different pills. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff. My mom's a health coach. So that's kind of where I get it from. You're a well-oiled but machine. I try. I try. Do you ever get Do you ever get sick? Not really. <laughs> Absolute animal. Not really. If I do, it's like my mom's got like supplements for that then too. Like some elderberry. You take like two of those, you'll be good. The next like morning, you're just fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just sleep it off. You're ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, no, uh, big news for me since we last talked, I've officially moved into the hockey house. So, you know, I've been running a podcast called the hockey house and, you know, I had to, you know, put my money where my mouth is and I moved in on June 1st. So that's, you know, exciting. Probably won't record an episode there until August. That was big news for me, getting to move into a big boy apartment, not not sleep in the dorms anymore. So I'm psyched to be back. And, you know, I talked about it with both of you guys, but just for the listeners, we had talked about, you know, starting the summer off on the right foot, a little weird to get into a new routine while we're all back home and, you know, making sure we get started on the right foot and, you know, get some good guests. The guests we have for this pod is just unbelievable. Alec Flynn came on and just stole the show. I mean, we, we barely talked. It was awesome to hear from him. I don't know. What, what did you guys think? First thoughts, Fitz? Uh, he had us laughing before we even started recording, but yeah, Flynn, he had us, uh, had us in stitches the whole time. One of the uh, more entertaining episodes, I'll say. Yeah. I, I don't think I stopped laughing the entire time while he was talking. It was absolutely incredible. I feel like it's just a great way to start off the summer. For us the only thing that was slowing him down was his internet connection yeah and even that yeah. was funny because it just gets so heated up and he just cut out <laughs> well, this is great <laughs> we tried talking hockey for a little bit but you know once once the train gets going it's hard to get in front of it and stop it in terms of hockey news we do have a little bit this off season with the acha we would like to give a huge shout out to joe caprio he came on the podcast maybe about a month ago no more than a month ago, but he came on and he played at Illinois and he, he works in Chicago. Caprio is in charge of the ACHA prospect showcase that's sponsored by jog athletics. They are fortunate enough to have eight teams compete. And, you know, each team was sponsored by a company and Joe came on the show and it was great. He said, Hey, we only plan on having six teams. We're going to have eight. We need one more team. Would you mind if there was a hockey house team? And right away, I was like, yeah, that would be great. We don't make any money off of this podcast. So it was awesome to have him just throw a logo on our Jersey. And, you know, it was really cool seeing some future ACHA players rocking the hockey house jerseys. Obviously we did our order with rebirth, but it was really cool seeing the, the jog jerseys out there was a little disappointed. I saw some pictures of, some kids rocking some chrome cages like Fitz was back in the day. Maybe they're paying homage to Fitz, you know, <laughs> playing in Chicago. They they throw on the stock cages. I 
I don't know, but um, love it. All in all, awesome to see. So a huge shout out to Joe Caprio and Jog Athletics for making that happen. Do you know and how the, good the hockey house team was? No, which could be bad. Maybe you know. I feel like it's, I don't know. Probably sick if they got chrome cages. Yeah, I don't know if it was. You know, it was a showcase, so I don't know if they did like a playoffs or you just guaranteed three games and that was it. We're gonna have Joe on later in the summer and he'll kind of recap it for us. So we'll find out then. Another college hockey news, I guess. Huge bomb got dropped. Robert Morris came out and said that they were cutting men's and women's NCAA hockey, which it's hard enough as it is to play college hockey. And that's just one less division one team, 30 men and 30 women who don't have a hockey team to play on next year. So you got to think that they're transferring somewhere. And then another division one guy who's getting cut. And then another division three guy that's getting cut. The trickle down effect here is just insane. So as the leading club hockey media company, it's our job as unbiased reporters to think, how does this affect the ACHA? And we had talked a couple months ago about the Robert Morris team that was number one in the country for a minute. Maybe they got a lot of slander from us that they didn't deserve it. They seem like good guys, but you have to think, are there going to be some Robert Morris guys that stay behind and light up the ACHA for a year? What do you think, Fitz? I know with baseball, you have to sit out a year if you transfer. Is that the same with hockey? You know what? I think because of COVID, I think the NCAA was waiving that rule for a little bit. Gotcha. I'm not sure how it affects next season, but that's something to consider. Right. If that's out the window, then I think most guys would transfer and not go ACHA. But if you would have to sit out a year, I think, you know, more guys would look into just, well, I'll just play club hockey and tear it up. here. Yeah. You got to think, you know, my first thought is like, if you're a senior and you love Robert Morris and, you know, maybe that Robert Morris has your major and you don't want to transfer and it's too much. Mm. I don't know. You just light up the ACHA for a year and put up like 50 goals and right off in the career. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. doesn't seem like a bad gig. Another thing, we love talking locker rooms in the ACHA, and now there is an empty locker room at Robert Morris. Is the ACHA team getting an upgrade? It's where are these guys going to play? Are they going to stay? And then what happens to these Division One facilities? Does the club hockey team get to – does the ACHA team get to inherit them? Who knows? It might just become a new liberty and just have, like, this sick barn and just have like a stack team in club hockey. Later on in the pod, we're going to bring on a special guest. We're you know excited to announce that the Hockey House is expanding to the Lax House pod. We're really excited. We're bringing on Aiden Collins. He's, you know, kickstarting that bid for the Lax House pod. And it's really interesting because I think, you know, lacrosse and hockey players don't always get along with each other, but I think there are a lot of similarities between club lacrosse and club hockey. And where we bring on Aiden later on the show and he kind of, goes over what you can expect from the Lax House pod and what kind of content they plan on producing. Aiden was on and we had a good time talking to him, but without further ado, we'll cut right to the meat and potatoes of this podcast with our interview with Alec Flynn. We're pleased to be joined by former St. Anselm ACHA Division II defenseman, the pride of Bridgewater, Massachusetts, Alec Flynn. Flynny, welcome to the Hockey House. Dude, it feels absolutely, I mean, it's an honor, a privilege. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, when you when you brought me on the first time for just for the pre-show, I mean, you saw me bawling. It was it's an emotional thing for me to talk about my past. No, yeah, great to be with the boys. I'm excited to be here. Anytime I can be on, you know, talk about club hockey life, I'm happy to do it. We'll get right into it here. You, you played at St. A's. Let's just talk about maybe your path to, to getting to St. A's and playing on the ACHA team. You know, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you play hockey? Sure. So born and raised Bridgewater, Massachusetts. It was me, my friend, 
Pat Kramer, who were like the only two good kids, like, I mean, kind of out of our town. He got his master's from Merrimack and did six years playing Merrimack. Don't look up his IMBD. I mean, his uh, pro hockey stats just for his own sake. Good kid, local kid. But yeah, I, I grew up playing like all the club teams, like the, the coming up teams. I had to travel a lot for it, but I'd say I peaked as a hockey player at age 14. I was asked to go to the U.S. National Development Camp. Right there, that's when you kind of, you step on the ice, your teammates with Zach Rensky, and you're like, this is over. This isn't, I don't know, this isn't going anywhere. You're like, I am 5'7", I don't think I'm growing any more than this. <laughs> that was kind of my like, yeah, that's about it. But I mean, regardless, I still wanted to play you know, hockey at a high level. So then I went to Boston College High School, which is like a really great hockey program where you just got to hang out. Like, you know, it was in the city. It was a lot of like, you know, Catholic conference teams and it was competitive. So I thought to myself, all right, let me see if I can get this into maybe like a scholarship somewhere. Cut to the NE10, which I mean, if anybody knows anything about the NE10, the New England 10, you need a, a pulse and an Irish last name to play on any college sports team in that conference. Luckily, I had both of those. I was recruited there, recruited, they say. I mean, like, here's the thing with that team, dude. They'll bring in 15 freshmen and then they'll be like, oh, hey, here's also tryouts. That's how you know the school is absolutely dying for money when they're just like, yo, come on in, play hockey here but also enroll and stay and never leave. And then that's what ended up happening to me. I went for tryouts, didn't make it. And when it doesn't happen like that, I'm like, all right, let me get to club hockey. I started playing club hockey, like going to like the early practices. And I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is phenomenal. And like, what it was also fun was that a lot of kids that also got cut from that team in past years we're also on our club hockey team. So I'm like, not only is this competitive, this is just, I mean, like the boys buzz. There's nothing you could say that will like, will negate that. And I realized I'm like, all right, I can take kind of like a chill approach to this. So I'd say my, my best or like my earliest moment with like getting into like, oh, this is fucking a good time. Like club hockey's the shit is when we were driving up on a bus to Norwich. We had done a Hawaiian party at my uh, freshman dorm room, which was, I mean, when it comes down to freshman dorm room parties, it was like at least a seven out of 10. It was pretty sweet. I don't want to brag, but um, yeah, for sure. Touch some boobs. And like we're on the bus and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can't just ride this hangover out. So I brought 12 beers in my backpack and I just continued to drink on the four hour bus ride up to uh, Norwich. So I get there and we lose by eight goals and I get a concussion on top of a hangover yet continued to drink on the way back. Meanwhile, everybody firing it up in the back of the bus, like who gives a shit? And then uh, our coach calls us off the bus once we get there, just starts screaming, just starts yelling. It's like, this is bullshit. This is not what our club hockey team represents. They just start laughing too. And then they go, hey, Brian, you realize like you're our employee, right? Brian's our coach. He's like, you realize you're our employee, right? I think we're going to drink if we want to drink. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, this team fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> since then it was freshman sophomore junior senior year i was able to play club hockey and really like just love it that's uh, i mean that's a, a beautiful welcome to the acha moment as a guy who sat on like the board to hire our next head coach at syracuse i definitely understand the you know the coach is the employee of the students like a lot of people don't understand that aspect of that goes into club hockey. Cause it's not, it's not like the club sports department is hiring these coaches. They're, you know, being paid underneath by the program. 
I, I love what you had to say there. It feels like 10 minutes ago about the NE 10, because I come from an NE 10 family where my mom went to Stonehill. My dad went to snoo. My older brother played club hockey at Merrimack and another older brother played hockey at Assumption College. You were spot on with your any 10 analysis. That's for sure. The any 10 is just, it's the, it's the, where you want to go. If you want to feel like, Hey, I'm, I can be a real athlete too. And it's like, uh, are you <laughs> for, for Glick and Fitz and anyone else listening? The funny thing is about the any 10 is people always joke that there's division one hockey and there's division three hockey and there's no division two. That's not true because the any 10 exists. And there's about uh, give it or take any year. There's six to eight division two teams that just play a regular season schedule and have a conference championship. They fill it in with division three games, but uh, the NE 10 is a sneaky division two in hockey, sneaky division two. I, my buddy, Oli actually sitting on the couch watching the uh, Canes game. He played at St. Mike's. I mean, he's right now, he was just before we were up, he was looking on um, elite prospects at uh, people and the, what was it? The United Arab Emirates league. Yeah, he's trying to get a spot on the Dubai Mighty Camels right now, uh, just in case. It's always an option. You never know. Yeah, he just graduated. He's trying to push off the real world for as long as he can. I think they got a, a six set of jerseys in Dubai, the Mighty Camels. Honestly, like I think about the club hockey life all the time because, I mean, when I was that freshman, that sophomore, we had, you know, older guys that made the program a really fun time. You know, when I think about club hockey, that's mostly what I think about is like just the fun I had, you know, really like trying hard number one which is like you know not easy to do when it's like 6 a.m but when you have like a group concerted effort to like really give a shit it that becomes fun in and of itself because obviously you guys know playing i mean you have games where it's like oh my god we're gonna beat this team by fucking 70 so you show up like i mean i i've shown up like so drunk for games where it's like i could i couldn't play physically because it's just like, what am I? I'm playing like Rhode Island Art Institute right now. Like, what? What's the point? <laughs> I don't really know what tangent I'm going off on this, but I just, I, I do miss the life, and I'm glad you guys have like a pod that kind of speaks to that. Yeah. Well, at this point, I'll toss it over to Glick. He'll, he'll throw you the first first question. I mean, you're probably we're, we love having you on. You've probably talked more than any guest without answering a single question <laughs> yet. We just we love that kind of dedication to the club hockey world. Bro, it's dedication. It's also just mental disorder. Like you got to understand, I moved to Colorado because people were fucking sick of listening to me. <laughs> I mean, you've talked a lot about ACHA hockey. You pretty much know the questions you can ask. So, um, tell us a little bit about your TikToks and you know what got you into that. Oh, TikTok? Yeah, I needed more Instagram followers. That's what got me more into TikTok. <laughs> that's literally, I mean, that's the, that's the honest truth of it. I mean, I love that. Well, that, that club hockey TikTok that I made, it was just a the culmination of a lot of feelings that I have about, because there would be parties. I mean, you guys know when you have club hockey parties that are really great, there's literally nothing better because it is all your boys there. But there are times when you're like, Oh shit, this is a club hockey party. You're like, we're just literally like smashing beers off our heads. Like there's not a chance in France. Any girl comes around. Like, I don't even know what's happening. Like you just go into a vortex of like playing NHL until like four in the morning. And it's just like, what's even going on right now? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like there's, that's what kind of like inspire. I loved about the, that TikTok was that we would have like, we had like weird seniors who would like come back from looking at the, like from talking to someone at the door. And I'm like, who is that? They're like, just some girls told them to leave. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're hanging out. Right. Isn't that we're hanging out. I'm like, 
what? I don't like, this isn't fun hanging out. This is like concerning. I've always joked that like people compare like, oh, like club hockey, that's just like a frat that plays hockey. But the difference between a club hockey team and a frat is frats need girls to hang out. Like if you look over a frat, they like, they don't know how to behave when there's no girls around, but a club hockey team could survive without girls for the night. Absolutely, bro. We'll play ABBA by ourselves if we have to. <laughs> we will. Like, you'll just walk in like we're all going to be smashing plates off the ground like, you are the dancing queen. <laughs> You're 100% that's how, like, right. It, yeah, it does. Because, I mean, that's the camaraderie that I think we have where, I mean, maybe I, I know like uh, what happens with a lot of like the older teams or, I mean, I say older, but the Division One, Division Three is that their schedule doesn't really permit them from – having those nights where it's just maybe the boys and it's just like you guys just getting drunk. Cause like it is what it is. I think some, if they do have those parties, right. They're going to make sure they make the most of it. They're going to make sure that there are girls there. They're going to make sure maybe like there's a theme, like it's going to be out of control. Whereas, you know, I've had like, you know, some nights with like the guys where it's just a vortex into mayhem and I don't even know how it started or how it began, but then, you know, we're going on the bus tomorrow just being like, remember when we put olive oil on the hallway floor and just started sliding like penguins on our stomachs? And they're like, no, I don't remember. I was too drunk. <laughs> Is that why my nipples hurt? <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, any other, any other questions? <laughs> we're just getting started. No, yeah, no, we're, we're good. That, that That's enough. <laughs> Plenty, you are going to have to give me the, uh, the secret recipe for those overnight oats. So once we get off the pot here, Oh, bro, <laughs> I'm telling you. So I went, I went, uh, plant-based right during when quarantine began. Cause I was all alone in Colorado and I'm like, let me just see if I can, uh, wear out this entire pandemic, like a fucking maximum security prisoner. I don't even know why I did this, but bro, ever since I figured out overnight oats, like it's my favorite breakfast of all time. It's easy. I'll tell you, hey, this is for all the listeners. This is an exclusive. You can't get this on Martha Stewart. You can't get this on Guy Fieri. Nobody else. This is, this is an exclusive right here. Okay. Handful of blueberries, honey, chia seeds, cinnamon, protein powder, vanilla protein powder, because you don't want to take away from the natural flavors you've already got going on. Oats, oat milk. Boom. I'm telling you, that's, it's the go-to. I mean, it tastes, it's like having a candy bar in the morning. Dude, all the boys will be eating well. I'm talking with like the, we're going to have straight up cheese graters on our stomach by the end of the summer. With Glick's uh, ACHA burgers. Plenty, let's get into it. You, you mentioned going to Norwich. That's a brutal That's drive. I'm, I'm assuming you're doing that in a van. With any club hockey team, you know, the, the leaders of the team, the seniors are really responsible for a lot. You know, as you know, it's like it's finances, it's buses, it's all that stuff. So thankfully, when I was a freshman, we had like a few seniors who were actually like, had their shit together. So we got like a pretty nice bus. We were able to like put our stuff away. Now, granted, yeah, the van life we've had, we have had to take the short bus a few times. That's the one where they bring like the golfers and tennis players around in our school. And we've had to take that a couple times. But granted, by the time I was a senior and I was the head, the chair of the finance part, we were taking that every game. Because I just mismanaged the money so poorly. <laughs> I was like, I mean, dude, I put like, I just stipend away like $300 just for like uh, Christmas formal and rookie party. And like, we only had a budget of maybe $3,000 for the whole season. 
So I was like, 10% of that does not go to that. We, and we also didn't fundraise <laughs> all the other club sports fundraise. And I was like, nah, fuck that. That's stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like a maximum fun situation, definitely detrimental to the next generation to like the juniors on our team. Cause they saw our, like my Excel sheet and they're like, Hey man, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know, but we went pretty far in the tournament. Didn't we? How far did you guys make it in the tournament? So we were in the East coast. We were about to, if we had won our last game, we would have went to nationals, um, the D2 nationals in Pittsburgh. But it's again, that comes back to like the club hockey thing where if you are on like, say like a div one, you're like D2 or D3, it's like, I gotta like, we gotta make it to nationals. With club hockey, the, um, the location of nationals matters so much, you know, like, I mean, no one was going to be like, I'm not going to fucking Buffalo for the Frozen Four. No chance. That's our spring break. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to Pittsburgh. That's why I have my, obviously you try to go out and win the game, but I'm like, could you pick a worse spot? Hey, how about we do Fort Lauderdale? Like that literally uh, happened. Like we were, all the seniors were like talking about it back and forth and we're like, yo, dude, I want to fucking beat up on Norwich, but I mean, shit, I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Everyone's going to chip in. You got to yeah. pay $10,000 to go to Pittsburgh for spring break. Describe hell to me. That's what that is right there. That brings us to a good point. I mean, COVID year didn't end up happening, but did you happen to see where the ACHA had the finals scheduled for this season? Where they had it? Yeah, where they were scheduled to have it. They didn't end up having it because of COVID, but... I'm going to guess, if I know the ACHA and uh, their great planning, I'm going to guess Des Moines, Iowa, right? That's not a bad guess, but you're going to love this one even better. Marlboro, Massachusetts. Oh, the New England Ice Center. Fun for all ages. Oh, even great. I can get a hot dog and watch two fucking people from Sturbridge, Mass fight pregnant in the parking lot. Yeah, that's what I want to go to. I mean, speaking on the subject of traveling, where, like, did you guys, with St. A's, did you get to travel anywhere? Did you guys make it down to Florida, or are you basically just staying in the New England region? Like I said, it's a lot of kids with Irish backgrounds. I don't think we would have done well in the sun uh, as a team. You know that. I probably wouldn't feel great on the, the elbow pads, but we try to do that every year. But again, it comes down to like, it was budget. And it's also, we had like, it's a hard school. Like St. A's is, it's weird because St. Anselm College is in Manchester, New Hampshire, the heroin capital of New England. Great place if you want to raise a family. And we, we were there. It's just, we didn't fundraise. We didn't really do a lot of things like, right. And it was also just a lot of kids who were like, straight up have never like traveled. Like they wouldn't really, they're not really down because we're already paying for club hockey. We're already paying for like X, Y, Z. I would have wished we got down to Florida. I mean, dude, I put on a, I put on a clinic in Fort Lauderdale by myself. I got a crazy spring break story actually that does kind of tie back to, uh, to hockey. If you guys want to hear it, let's hear it. All right. So I'm down, we're down like America's backyard. I mean, probably one of the most insane bars just Women, I tried to get, I got on the bar at America's backyard, like where all the women like got up there and like stand like three nights in a row. And like each night I was uh, slew footed by the bouncer and like almost cracked my pelvis, but had to do it. I have a friend on the Ottawa senators, right? Like, and he was just finished playing the Florida Panthers. They're at a club, which is right next to the bar. So I hit him up uh, like before like his game. And I'm like, dude, let me know if you go out. They end up going out. He texts me. I'm in like back in like the club area. They were all there and it was just weird because I was blacked out and like just taking like the shot. You know, like they have like the weird syringe shots you take out of people's tits. That's what I was doing with the uh, the waitresses. 
And then he's like, hey, you want to go to Miami? I'm like, yeah, I want to go to Miami. We get in a Uber. This also bleep out the names if you can. I'm not trying to get sued, but we get in an Uber down to Miami in the Uber. I'm just trying to convince the Uber driver. I know Spanish because I studied abroad. Not a big deal. And we get down there. We go to live nightclub. They both get in. This just goes to show like how little respect like hockey players get where it's like they get let into the club. Right. But then like, I'm not allowed in. They're like, no, you can't bring extra people. I'm like, what do you mean? These are professional athletes. He's like, bro, you're wearing shorts and sandals right now. Like you can't get in. I'm like, fuck. So I ended up just literally wandering around Miami for like four hours while like my buddy and like we're in there just partying it up in live nightclub. They give me another phone call at like five in the morning. And they're like, hey, like we're leaving. Let's go. We get in the Uber. I'm back in my hotel room at six in the morning. And he's like, hey, man, great night out. And I'm like, yeah, it would have been even better if I got into that club. I don't know why I was there. <laughs> but I go back. We're at brunch the next morning. And there's like a few girls there. And I had texted these girls early in the night because my buddy was like, hey, dude, like, let's get some girls over to us, you know, or else we're going to Miami. And I'm like, all right, cool. I had texted these girls earlier last night and I go, hey, I'm with the Ottawa Senators, come party. So then I see him at brunch. And I'm like, hey, why didn't you come over and hang out with us? I'm like, why would we do that? I'm like, what do you mean, why would you do that? They're on the Ottawa Senators. Like, yeah, why do I want to hang out with a bunch of Canadian politicians? That sounds like sound fucking fun. And I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, that's just paramount to like the fact that little respect is given to any hockey players. I'm a Canadian politician, really? So yeah, and then uh, I got chlamydia and that was the rest of the weekend. I feel like that was a long winding story, but that was kind of, <laughs> I don't know. That's, um, what were we talking about? Let's, let's bring it back to ACHA. So does St. A's have a D1 squad? They have a D2 squad. So they had a division two squad. I mean, for the any 10, they're really good. So they play uh, Southern New Hampshire University about six times a year. Also, Wait, so that's the team you were, you were on D, you were on D2. I was, uh, it was D2 club and also D2 hockey. I got you. I so, got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their main team. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about just like, what's it like with you guys being the ACHJ squad and then them being the varsity team? I mean, I mean, it was terror every day. Um, just stuffed into lockers, books being thrown around. <laughs> being called names. Uh, I, I really wish we didn't talk. No, they're, uh, <laughs> they were good guys. We, we hung out with them. I mean, I, I knew them cause like I tried out with all like the kids my own age. So like they were my still like my close friends and it's a small enough school where, you know, it's 2000 people. You can't be like a dick to people. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like they were cool. They uh, had pretty good parties and like the entire school kind of hung out with them. Honestly, like it was a big divide because there's like athletes and non-athletes, I think at any school, right? Like a, a Syracuse though, is like mostly undergrads who aren't athletes. So that's like a little bit easier to say like, hang out, like club hockey. Okay. And then you're still just like a student. I don't know. It felt like if you weren't like some sort of athlete, you couldn't really hang out with the other athletes. Do you know what I'm saying? It kind of delineated between like cool, uncool. I mean, I'm not really sure. Like, I think we had a theater department. I've never even seen, like, I would be, uh, like, it's a school of 2,000 people. I'm at graduation. Like, who are these people? It was a fun place to be for a little while. It was fun enough to make me go to Spain for an entire semester. So that should pretty much sums up my feelings. <laughs> One unique attribute about St. A's, you guys are the host of the New Hampshire primary, correct? Oh, yeah. Any oh, fun yeah. stories about primary week? Yes. So Hillary Clinton was 
doing a stump speech in front of our college. And it was pretty packed, but they wouldn't allow any of the students to come and attend. And like, I'm a big time, like I love politics. Like I read the newspaper. Like I used to read the newspaper in the dining hall every fucking every day. That's why they started calling me dad. But I I, like, I love that stuff. So I wanted to like get up there and like kind of see politics in action, but they wouldn't let any of the students go. I think just because we would be disruptive or whatever. But then I found a way to be disruptive. So I, I got a megaphone and we were like right out front of one of my buddy's um, dorms, which was like out there. And I just kept doing Bane voice the whole time and just nondescript terms being like, the people will rise and <laughs> refuse your capitalist agenda. <laughs> the plebeians will rise over the oppressor. Like just, just nuts shit. Like just... Bro, I was doing that, like, I get bored at my, like, in the library, and I would make, like, sheets of paper that would just say stuff like, know who the enemy is, and it would be a picture of, like, Elmo, Bane, and then an anarchy symbol, and then I would just go, anarchy club meeting, undisclosed location, and then just slip them to, like, people in cubicles and just go, shh, don't tell anyone. Like it was, I just got bored. It's just like, it's a, it's a question of like, you got to just make your own fun at that point. You know, like, I mean, Donald Trump was, um, he was in our coffee shop. Ted Cruz was, uh, just weird walking around our school a few times. Like, yeah, it was, it, it was kind of weird having like a lot of politicians there. We always had one guy, um, named Vermin Supreme. And I'm not sure if, if he's very well known. Vermin Supreme is a perennial presidential car- candidate who wears a boot, a rubber boot on his head. And I'm not sure what his platform is, but he's a nice guy and he's always around. So if that means anything, Vermin Supreme 2024, you have my official endorsement, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, I need to look it up. I think he might be from New Hampshire. I might. Dude, I think he lives in our fucking dumpsters. Yeah, dude, he legit walks around. Like, you can Google him right now, Vermin Supreme. He's got a, a like, foot-long rubber boot that hangs on his head. He's a nice dude. Oh, my dude. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a small boot either, Jesus. That thing's massive. I know. I don't know how he keeps it on. I think that's kind of, like, will he take the boot off when he becomes president? Do, will Is that become... Is head? Yeah, imagine he's just got a cone head. <laughs> that'd be kind of funny yeah the guy was wild he was always around i'd say he's my he's my front runner in 2024 we yeah. talked about your tiktoks a little bit what's your relation to pat shea how, how did you get involved with him is he one oh, of your buddies yeah. yeah so we're buddies we we grew up kind of playing on the same teams together he was obviously like awesome his dad uh shout out pat shea senior great coach uh south shore pat shea I don't think people talk about the 97 Kings enough, but I was in that league growing up, the EHF back when it was like, I mean, you want to talk about talent. It was all on one team, but this team, it was like Noah Hannafin, Colin White, Lincoln Griffin, Ryan Shea, Pat Shea. I mean, John Marino, Luke Stevens. Yeah. Like these are all people that have been drafted. They had seven draft picks. I think four of which are in the NHL right now. We would like rush the goalie and like, ah, if we lost by five, like it was bananas how good this team was. He and him, like we'd be on like select teams in the summer together and stuff. And I've seen like a lot of his content. He was mostly focused on, you know, hockey content, like, you know, day in the life, college athlete, day in the life, X, Y, Z. Now he's doing more video, funny video content kind of stuff, which um, is good. I wish him all the best. And like, I was glad I got to work with him on that, but 
it's just kind of funny because I don't know. I, I'm I'm living in Colorado now. If I have like a funny joke, I either like say it in an open mic or I just do it on TikTok. And the most frustrating thing in the world is like when your TikTok does really well and then you do it at open mic and nobody gets it. And you're just like, what do you know more than fucking 600,000 people? <laughs> it's frustrating in that regard. How long have you been doing open mic stuff? So, I mean, thankfully, I don't really do too many open mics anymore. I mean, I was doing open mics in New Hampshire. So like at St. A's, there was like a little room that I would go to and just do stand up and stuff like that. I don't know. I kind of equate it to being around the boys. I mean, it's that locker room mentality. If I know anything about hockey players and hockey teams, I mean, it's whether it's on the East Coast, West Coast, New England, anywhere, it's it's quick. Like we're definitely we're quick and we're just kind of like on each other, constantly chirping, busts and balls. And I like that environment. But I also... Like when you have a buddy who's got like a great story, you know what I'm saying? That can just light up a room. And I kind of wanted to see if you could kind of take that same formula and apply it to, you know, a structured environment where it's a presentation, where it's strangers, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you don't know that, you know, Fitzy has, uh, you know, a mole on his ass cheek, but I got to explain for the joke to work how Mitzi has this mole on his ass cheek and oh my god like it's the size of fucking pluto that was kind of like it's a challenge you know and i, I kind of wanted to just test myself see how far i can go with it and i've been in colorado now for like two and a half years just trying to try my best pretty much so when the joke on tiktok gets like you know a million likes or whatever and then you go to open mic night you use it or and like you know no one reacts are you just like what's wrong with you people there's that, but there's also just, it's me where I'm just, I just get like, I'm like, okay. Okay. Let's keep it moving here. Yeah. All right. Next. <laughs> dating we weird, got? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just try and, I just try and be myself the most that you can. And that's, that's, I think that's the one thing that, I mean, you guys got this podcast where you can kind of like, you know, be your own per you know, it's really show off your personality, show off your love for the ACHA. But I mean, me personally, like, I just, I like just the, the fire of like, okay, prove it to all these people that you're funny. Like what makes you funny? And like, most of the time I just get up there and I'm like, Hey, uh, I don't know how to eat pussy. And, uh, <laughs> not most of the time, it's a little more complicated than that. I don't want to dumb it down, but hey, it's not, I don't know. I mostly just used it in college. Like as a way, like I went to the therapist, like three times in college. Cause I'm just like, I'm depressed. Like I love club hockey, but like, that's the only thing I like really like doing. I would stop going to class and she's like, I don't know. It seems like you kind of got to put, pulled together. And I'm like, okay, well then you, this is free therapy. This is what that, that's what that is right there. So I just started doing stand up, and I found it a little bit more therapeutic and you can kind of like express yourself. And granted, like in a hockey locker room, if I've learned anything, it's that you can't have any shame and you can't have uh, you can't have a soft jaw. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be glass. You got to be ready to go. So I don't know. What were we talking about? I feel like I just keep rambling, man. You can't let me go on <laughs> these tangents. No, you've been, you've been great so far. And I guess we'll maybe we'll wrap this up on a hockey related note. You know, you talk about being at school and, you know, going through depression and stuff, at least you got club hockey. What was your, maybe one of your most memorable or one of your favorite memories playing club hockey at St. A's? Oh man. Most memorable. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll give you two. So like hockey related, it was our senior year. So it's me. I'm not the head captain, the assistant captain and like three other guys were given the reins and we have a really bad first two games. We're like, we're kind of like at each other and nothing really seems to be working right. The young guys don't really seem to get it yet. It hasn't clicked with them. So then we go up to Keene state 
And you guys know Keene State is an absolute wagon. And like we've been trying to get like this, this game scheduled for a little while. We haven't played them and we really want to like prove it. So we get up there and this is October break too. So there's nobody at school and we're just, we're the only ones left there. We get up there and just through absolute will and like it just kind of caught them by surprise. We ended up winning that game four to three. We went back to school that night. There's nobody else there. We just get, I mean, we did a group streak through down the entire campus, just like, let's go. <laughs> like just losing our minds. And I always think about that night because, you know, if you're, if you're the, like the captain of like a team or something like that, it's very easy to lose people. I think, especially when it comes to a club sport, like club hockey, if things don't go well on the ice, it makes the other sacrifices like early practices. It makes the other sacrifices like time on the weekends very hard to justify to kids that just got to college. Do you know what I'm saying? And those are the young guys you need. Like you might have some young guy who's absolutely dynamite and it's like, we need to keep them focused. When you have a win like that and when you have like a team win like that, that where the camaraderie is just, you instantly gel. I mean, there's nothing better. That's when you know, like you got something great for the season. I'd say my other memory that was the best was uh, the club hockey formal Christmas formal. Cause we were not allowed to have it because it was study hours, which was, we never had one either way. So I was like, let's get everyone together and make jungle juice. We made jungle juice that I straight like could have lit the fucking rainforest on fire. It was absurd how bad this shit was. <laughs> and we, we put fucking wrapping paper all over our walls. We said the party starts at five ends at 10. So it was like, it was mayhem. I'm telling you, like, we're ripping shit off the walls. Like, we're playing like, give me, give me, give me up after midnight. And I, we went, all the seniors, because all, like, the juniors, freshmen, sophomore, they're trying to go get laid. I mean, all the seniors were just like, let's go to this coffee shop. We go to the coffee shop and just get, like, immediately booted. <laughs> like... Because I'm just like, hey, can I have a fucking calzone in this thing or what? And they're like, calm your voice down. I'm like, what? I'm a paying customer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was banned for uh, for about two months after that. But yeah, club hockey, man, fucking rules. <laughs> I mean, one of like the things me and my buddy uh, Curly used to always say at parties, we would just get up on the table and just scream, club hockey forever. <laughs> Well, hey, Flinny, we appreciate you coming on. You know, we love the the Instagram content, the TikTok stuff you got. You know, there's always you find these hidden gems in the ACHA, and it's funny seeing like a guy like you post all over social media, and then you look a little deeper. It's like, oh shit, this play, this kid played club hockey. Like, let's get him on the yeah. pod. And, you know, glad we could have you on, dude. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you guys have this podcast. I appreciate it. And if uh, anybody, any like you know, post club hockey people who might be moving or uh, going to a new city or state. I got a podcast out right now called uh, Transplants, where we talk about just kind of like the moving process and making a go of a new city. So it's another one just to double up on. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Are people listening to that on, on Spotify and Apple Music? Spotify, Apple Music. Um, we're also on Pornhub. My, check out my OnlyFans where I do cartwheels naked. Um <laughs> I'd say the best way to find all my stuff is on, is on Instagram um, at Big Al Flynn. And uh, from there, you can t find my TikTok or whatever. I think uh, you'll find the video content's pretty cool. And if you're in Colorado, I'm doing shows all this month. So check those out too. All right. Well, hey, Flynn, thanks for coming on. Uh, absolute, you know, crushed it. Thanks for coming on.
It was a barn burner, boys. I mean, absolutely. Thanks for having me, everybody. Thanks, right. Flinny. Hey, I'll, be, thanks, I'll be trying the uh, overnight oats tonight. If you don't make those, dude, you're going to be a plant-based boy. You're going to be a plant-based pussy like me soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try them out. I'll be eating them tomorrow P- morning. <laughs> yeah, PBP, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Once again, thank you to Alec Flynn, Flinner, Flinny, whatever you want to call him. Thanks for coming on. He was awesome. Uh, you know, perfect guy to start off the summer for us and really get us back into the swing of things. Glick, what was your favorite part of the interview? Oh, that is so hard to pick. Honestly, I was they just, were, they were just, it was a roller coaster. Yeah. And it just kept going. His stories just kept on getting funnier and funnier. I loved it. I like personally, cause I was like, you know, he's talking, he's like, oh, yeah, I literally grew up skating with all these NHLers. Like I went to BC high, like, and I was just kind of like going to go try out at St. A's. And like, I feel like a lot of guys in that situation would try to want, would want to leave or maybe be miserable at college. Cause you obviously go to make the team you don't make the team and you're playing on the club team, but he obviously found this Avenue where he, there was a bunch of other guys in the same position and they just embraced it. I think, Nobody loves hockey more than club hockey players because we put so much into the game. We're like organizing buses, road trips, schedules, finances, all to just keep playing hockey in college. Like (laughs) we forget that part of it, that a lot of us still have the drive to play that, you know, it's, it's kind of unrivaled to some other sports. And I think that as funny as he was, I think that's a cool message to get out of it super positive guy he just expresses himself as he is you know he doesn't try to be something he's not someone you could easily see yourself like you know just both playing hockey with and hanging out with on a friday night as he talks about within the interview but definitely going to try the overnight oats and see how they taste tomorrow (laughs) and like we mentioned earlier we're we're bringing on aiden collins from the lax house podcast aiden himself uh has played hockey growing up and he's at villanova uh he was planning on trying out for the the ACHA team at Nova, but they obviously didn't have tryouts or a season this year, but he was able to try out for the club lax team at Nova. And he's been following the hockey house for a long time. And, you know, I had been thinking, Hey, like I know club lacrosse is a big deal. I've already got a lot of my plate. I'm not going to start the lax house pod on my own, but then Aiden uh, shot me a DM and was like, Hey, like I would love to, you know, start a lax house pod. Is that something you'd be interesting? I was like, yes. Aiden, it's finals week. Let me get through finals. Let's do a Zoom call. Let's set something up. And Aiden talked, and he just seems like the perfect fit to start it. Obviously, I had no idea how big we were going to get when we started this. And, you know, I'd love to get even bigger, but it's really cool starting to, you know, expand into something and some other sports here. So Aiden is going to go into a little in depth more about what you can expect out of the Lax House pod. We're pleased to be joined from the Lax House pod, Aiden Collins. Aiden, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Obviously, it's exciting news in the podcast world. We've been, you know, pretty successful with the the Hockey House pod and, you know, promoting club hockey in a way that, you know, tells more stories about it and, and brings more awareness to, you know, how good of quality of hockey this is. And uh, we're looking to do the same thing with the Lax House pod. So we're excited to have you on and kind of maybe a pilot episode for you before you guys drop your first episode. But, you know, you played hockey yourself. Want to talk about that, you know, growing up playing hockey? Yeah, so um, I played hockey starting in like early or late seventh grade. You know, played through high school. Obviously, I want to try to play in college at, at Villanova. We didn't end up having tryouts, but we did end up having tryouts for lacrosse. 
lacrosse, hockey, two sports. I'm both very passionate about hockey for me has always kind of held a, a special place for my in my heart. I've always been a Caps fan. And I've actually been listening to the Hockey House for quite a long time. You know, I've been following you guys on my Instagram since you guys probably launched, actually. You know, it kind of spread through the club uh, hockey community really quickly. And so uh, it's incredible to see how much it's grown. And, you know, it's incredible to see that we're at the point where we're expanding into, into club lacrosse. And I'm really excited about this opportunity. Yeah. And so for, for people who don't know, you know, club lacrosse is very similar to club hockey in that there is a governing body for the hockey players out there listening to this, kind of explain the two leagues that govern club lacrosse. Yeah, so we have two separate leagues. We have the MCLA and the NCLL. I'm at Villanova and uh, one of the other hosts, Marshall Barnes. We both play NCLL. Marshall goes to Kentucky. So if you want to play MCLA, you cannot have an NCAA D1 team. So we have to play NCLL. It is the top league for any team that has a D1 program. Kentucky, um, I think it's more of a logistical reason for them playing in the NCLL rather than the NCLA, so they don't have to travel as much. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, and then you have the NCLA, which is kind of seen as the premier, the highest level of, of club lacrosse. You know, national championship game, you'll have big schools like South Carolina, who are the 2019 national champions, BYU, who just won this year, not technically national champions, but they're calling themselves that. Cal, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State, all the big state schools, as well as like Bama, Clemson, so on. Look and Fitz, you guys, your schools have club lacrosse teams, correct? Yeah. Yep. My, uh, yeah. our ACHA head coach for Indiana is actually a coach on the LAX team. So, Glick, you guys at Temple, we used to play you guys. You guys used to be uh, NCLL. And I think it was two years ago, you guys went to the big time and or went to the NCLA. Um, D1. Yeah. It used to be in our league. I think it's really, really funny how the, the, the parody between lacrosse and hockey at, at the club level, like I know like people look at it, it's like, who's got the best uniforms in the ACHA. And a lot of people automatically point to Oregon. And if yeah. you look at their, if, if you look at them in lacrosse, it's the same thing. Like you would not know yeah. that they're not a varsity team the way, you know, the way they get fitted, all the gear from STX and, yeah. uh, and Nike, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's legit. There are programs out there that are getting, you know, sponsored by these big companies and getting yeah. gear and they're decked out in uniforms to show it. Yeah, it really helps when you have Phil Knight as like your biggest donor to the school and getting Nike's supporting you. <laughs> you. You can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that at all. Getting into it, Aiden, I guess, you know, looking at, you know, what we've done with the hockey house and, and kind of, you know, just planning out what you're going to do at the lax house any any big plans that you guys have you know going forward any any goals you guys have or yeah so we have a couple guests lined up one who i'm not going to give away quite yet but let's just say he's a big name in the lacrosse community another hint he's playing in the pll right now we've also got a couple guys from Towson Arizona and a couple more lined up so our goals are obviously to get this into the lacrosse community and hopefully it can take off because I think one of our main goals is to not only like break the club lacrosse stereotype that it's like a drinking team with a lacrosse problem, but more kind of help break the stereotype that it's not just all, you know, mid-Atlantic and New England prep kids who, who play the sport. You know, my other two hosts are not from the East Coast at all. They're from, like I said, Kentucky. And the other one is from Encinitas, California. That's probably our main goal, I'd say, um, just to, to spread the game and raise awareness about how 
quality the lacrosse is in these two leagues. Yeah, I think the uh, another thing that you know we have in common is look at you know all the schools we go, especially when you want to look at hockey. You know, Temple, Villanova, Cuse, Indiana; those are all like very good academic schools to get into that don't have varsity hockey teams. And you know, if you know, maybe you don't want to go to school in Western Massachusetts or in Connecticut and play at a tiny Division three school. You know, maybe you have the skill level to play there. You don't want to play juniors and you want to get a good education and, you know, maybe go to a big school and have a good time. You know, these are all schools that you can do that. And I think that's a common theme between, you know, the club hockey world and the club lacrosse world. Yep. 100% agree. Well, uh, Aiden, we thank you for coming on tonight and, you know, joining us really briefly and, and giving us a preview into the lax house. You of know, course. we're here at the hockey house. We're really excited to, you know, have a neighbor down the street and, and get <laughs> things going here. Of course. I'm super excited uh, for things to come, man. Once again, thank you to Aiden Collins for hopping on the podcast and just talking a little bit about what you can expect from the Lax House pod. Really looking forward to their first episode coming out here pretty soon. You know, this time of the year, there's not a lot of ACHA news. Obviously, summertime, whether ACHA players are choosing to work out over the summer or not, or maybe tuck their skates away for the summer, that's up to them. You know, following a lot of teams on social media here, it seems like most teams are releasing their schedules at this point. So there's a lot to look forward to next season. Uh, love to see so many teams, you know, getting back out on the ice and planning fingers crossed for a safe season this year. Like any word on the, the temple schedule so far? It's pretty much 99% set in stone. We just got to f- figure out a few little things and then we'll definitely be releasing that soon. Yeah. We're in the same boat here at Cuse where we've got the, you know, the ice times locked in and everything. We just got to, you know, as always make it official with a nice looking graphic to post online. So everyone can see it. But in, in terms of, you know, Hockey House News here. We're, uh, you know, coming up with new ways, new things that we can post about. And we're starting a new thing, uh, Mask Mondays. Obviously, you know, as the mask mandate is being lifted in states across the country, uh, we're going to promote the coolest masks in the ACHA. We started off with a, with a solid mask this past week from Ole Miss. We talked about with Aiden, just like so many of these big schools that don't have varsity teams. When, when you see them on a hockey jersey or a goalie mask, it just seems to, you know, really pop. And I know... Glick can appreciate a goalie mask more than anybody else can, but uh, I'm excited for that. Our DMs are always open. So if you've got a cool mask that you want to share, please feel free to send in to us and we'll get it posted and, you know, share with the rest of the world here. But, you know, as we get into summer and we'll, we'll keep doing this podcast, you know, fits any big plans this summer. Graduating senior, got no job, just playing men's league, lifting weights. That's pretty much about it for right now. But, these men's league guys, they treat it like it's game seven in the Stanley Cup. And I got ejected for the first time like a week ago. So it's getting scrappy out there. But other than that, not much going on. What'd you getting do? Ejected. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a non-checking, like, you know, it's just men's league. Like, you're just out there to have some fun. And these guys, I play with my older brother. We were already like losing. There's like eight minutes left in the third. And he just completely blindsides my brother. I just pretty much blindsided him and cross-checked him in the neck and started a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you gotta stick up for the brothers. That I love that move. Yeah. You know, at first yeah. it's like, oh, sh- oh shit, Fitz got kicked out of a men's league game. Like, what the heck? Did he do? <laughs> but I think that falls into the category of that. That makes sense. You know, that that checks yeah. out. Yeah. We can accept. We, we, we can we can yeah. accept that. We play that team again in a uh, few weeks, so I'll keep you posted. Now, Fitz, when you're out there playing men's league and in all your IU gear, are there high expectations for you out there? Definitely, I'll get chirped big time for like. Guys will like trip me from the other team and they're like, oh, like, is that what they teach you at Indiana? And just like these stupid chirps where it's like these guys are like 20 years older than me and they think I'm, you know, like diving or whatever. But 
the guys on my team are kind of older. We have some young guys, but uh, as you guys know, it's usually like the young guys kind of do the do the work and score the goals, and the old guys are just kind of out there to have a have a good time. But yeah, I I was actually thinking of changing and just getting like a plain, you know, black like forty five hundred power helmet and <laughs> just get rid of my Indiana stuff, so I don't have that anymore. I uh, no, you got to rock it with pride. Yeah. You got to keep rocking the ACHA. If, if, if you're going to go with a black 4,500, we'll get you some hockey house decals to throw. <laughs> there we That's go. That's the only exception. <laughs> what, what about you, Glick? What, what are your plans for the summer? Most of my summer is going to be filled up with my summer internship. I'm just trying to become an absolute insurance weapon as much as I can. Very excited to be waking up at 5.30 three times a week for that. I'm going to try and stay on the ice as much as I can. But When we drop our clothing line, we'll have t-shirts that say absolute academic weapon and then absolute insurance weapon. The Stephen Glick line of clothing. What about you, Murph? What are you doing this summer? I'm coming back to be a, a summer camp counselor at uh, the day camp in my town. So I'm looking forward to that. Field trips once a week. You can't beat going to the water parks and getting paid for it. So that's always a plus. I'm looking forward to that. Big things happening behind the scenes for Q's hockey. I mentioned a couple of podcasts earlier. We were looking for a new head coach and that's getting finalized and waiting for approval and looking for, uh, you know, a new set of uniforms, hopefully to hit the ice with. So a lot of exciting things, hoping, you know, I'll go nine to five at, at the summer camp. And then after that, it'll be, uh, you know, hockey house content and, and Q's hockey content. I taught our good friend, Ben Smith. I was talking to him the other day. He's deemed it the uh, summer of content. That's, that's what the kids are calling it. And uh, I think we're going to roll with it. So, you know, as per usual, we're going to keep the ACHA fans entertained this summer and, and the players and try to dig up as many archives videos as we can, as many jerseys as we can, as many scraps as we can, and just, you know, keep it going this summer so we can get a full head of steam going into the next season. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Then we're going to try to do as many of these as we can this summer and keep this thing rolling. I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like a plan. I'm excited. All right. Well, once again, thank you to our Hockey House fans for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. See you, boys. See you, boys.